This podcast may contain questionable language, will contain spoilers, and confirms 38 is not too old for roller coasters. And welcome to episode 162 of Movie Drone. I'm a bit busted, Steve. I'm just about repaired, Mark. <laughs> yeah, just about, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's weird. We've got someone in the in the hut. Actually, real live person. In the Tinder box. Have you explained the fire exit thing? I mean, there isn't just, one, is there? Just get the first one out. <laughs> I thought that's out. where the uh, air steward outfit was coming from at the <laughs> yeah. beginning. Yeah. Just um, get out the nearest door. Sorted. So welcome, Adam. Hello. You're here. Um, in person, live and in person. That's uh, lucky that you uh, live close enough to come. Yeah, not many people make it into the movie drone shed of dreams. <laughs> not many people make it out with their dreams. So they tend to like, get Just sucked out. Just enjoying looking at the uh, shelf of wonder, which is there. Uh, oh, it's like a bric-a-brac store. You don't think? <laughs> you don't think? I mean, the, just the amount of stuff on there. I'm just looking at it thinking my house, my, my place at home. It's all yeah. tat. It's all tat when you look close. It is. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you first, mate. Yeah. How have you been? I've been all right, mate. Went to Fort Park, didn't I? You did, yeah. Well, we've got these passes, right, that just let you on the rides. You don't have to queue up. Fast track. Yeah. yeah. But they're like access passes. Right. Because we've got a broken one. Right. So you get these access passes because they can't queue up and the stuff. Ki- the kid, is that kid, what you're kid, referring yeah, to? Yeah, he's okay. broken. Right. So we get uh, these access passes. So you just keep going around on the rides. Turns out, mate, Seven times through, well, seven times on Rumba Rapids, nine times through Storm Surge, plus all the other roller coasters. I could barely walk. <laughs> barely walk Saturday. I don't know what happened, but my shins were not working anymore. <laughs> it's called exercise, Mark. Well, yeah, I think we was walking too fast in between them because the excitement didn't wane through the day. It was the same peak that it was at this start. You're doing like the fast walking, you know, yeah. like the Olympics. And they're, they're running in front going, come on, Mark, come on. I'm going, yeah, I'm coming. But in the process, I'm holding a fucking giant cuddly shark, two meerkats, two little meerkats, a tiger, a hippo and everything else that Shouldn't they want. Shouldn't have taken it all with you. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't couldn't not win, mate. Even when I tried to lose, a bloke went, we call that a win, rung the bell and gave me a giant shark. I was like, yeah, they've got two years of stuff that have just built up that they yeah. haven't been able to give away. So yeah. just like, here comes a mug. <laughs> yeah. I was and just, you do look like... You're special. Yeah. So, uh, In fairness, yeah. I okay. looked very special. Right. But, yeah, I was ruined. Absolutely ruined. <laughs> Great. It was, yeah, it's not good, mate. But I did have that moment on a ride where I wanted to get off. Did you? Never had it before. You're not. I'm always quite excited. I got on one and thought, I don't think I can do this. Really? Don't think I can do it. Oh, did so you get think, off? No, of course you didn't. Because no. you don't much choice once you're strapped in. You just well, have to suck it don't up. Don't you just you? shout and wave your hand? And oh, I wouldn't do that. Uh. I couldn't do with the looks. <laughs> I done, uh, we went to um, a place in, I think it was LA, uh, one of the big parks. We done the Superman, the revenge thing. You know, like it goes up and it sort yeah. of stops. Yeah. And we sort of went on it and it sort of goes up on there. And there was hardly anyone in the park and they sort of stopped. And uh, they said, oh, there's no one queuing. Let's all go again. She'll go again. Anyone want to get off? And Jill put her hand up. <laughs> yeah. And I said, put your fucking hand down. Right. And she said, no, I want to get off. I don't want to do it again. So that's like lift everyone. <laughs> fucking Barry. <laughs> and then off. we had to get off. And like, 
step past everybody. Walk of shame. <laughs> to get off. I never hated her so much, yeah. I think. It yeah, no, I did have, I would, I'd never have got off. Well, you know, but I don't know. I'm just too idea. big for some of them. Like some, I've just felt like a crab sort of stuffed in it. It was horrible. And the world's smallest hotel <laughs> where there was four of us in the room and enough room for one person to be on the floor at one time. <laughs> I shit you not. Kids were like tied to their beds. And like, Do not get off because one of us has got to get somewhere. Cramming them in, mate. It's a shipping container, mate. It's a hotel, they call it. It's shipping containers. <laughs> And in that, you've got a double bed, two bunk beds, a unit for a kettle and a shower room. That's the Fort Park ethos, mate. Cram them in, isn't it? Yeah. Cram them in. I, I was crammed in. Right. I was crammed in. Lovely. But all good fun, mate. Went on Four Songs and a Dream. That came out this week. You did, yeah? Yeah. Loved it, didn't you? Oh, I mean, Sean did a great job of sounding fucking interested. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I commend him for that. Yeah, I, I, did, I did get that. a bit excited. I'm well, about like Paul Weller, wasn't it? About yeah. Paul Weller. Yeah, I'm surprised. The legend that is. Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard it, mate. I heard yeah. the episode. Yeah. I mean, bless Sean. Bless him. <laughs> so he's done a good job there. But that was good. Well done, mate. Yeah, well done. You did thanks. really well on that. Have you heard that, Adam? Uh, no. No? I mean, I mean, if you got a spare. Listen for Sean. <laughs> like, he's really good. Sean is good. Yeah, I had yeah. a couple of beers before and got a bit talkative. Does he do show notes, like when you talk and when he talks? Can you, can you skip I wouldn't you? Have, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought so. It would have just been Sean introducing, Sean saying goodbye, and me in the middle. Yeah, well done anyway, yeah, mate. Thanks. Well done. How's your week been then, mate? Uh, I ain't had a good week, mate. No? Not too, not too. I've been to M. Wempstead today. That's a shame. Shit, <laughs> and it? M. Wempstead? Yeah. It's not very nice up there. Sorry if you're from M. Wempstead, but it's, it's a bit grey up there, isn't it? Um, and then, yeah, I, I've got this, like, new affinity. You know, they're on horror films, and I think I am... Normally saying this, you know, when someone gets like hurt and they're being chased by someone with a chainsaw, yeah. And I think I always say, look, if you're being chased by somebody, you know, you're injured, you will definitely just put that behind you, wouldn't you, and like run yeah. fast and get away. Well, I went running obviously at the weekend, I've been injured, and this was like a, a long run. Yeah. And I was going past this bit, I was going downhill anyway, my knee blew. Went. So I had to get, I, in the end, I had to get picked up by the wife, a bit going. But there's a bit down where I'm running who's got like, it's like a stable bit and it looks like something out of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's like, must be 30 cars and like five caravans and that. It looks like people have been killed and their possessions put together. And I must admit, I watched so many horror films, I was looking over my shoulder expecting to get bashed on the head. Right. And I must admit, I was thinking to myself, could I run away? I fucking couldn't have done. No? No. Shame so someone weren't there then, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm changing my ethos yeah. on those horror films. Right. I don't think they could run away. And you had to mm. do the walk of shame back to the car and get in. I had to hobble down the hill and ring my wife, <laughs> yes. I was <laughs> thinking today about the, um, the Michael Myers marathon that you can do in America where you actually get chased by Michael Myers. All right. And I was like, well... That's great, but he walks at a very slow pace, so I feel like that's a marathon I could do. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But like, that's yeah, a good marathon, though. No? I like the idea, but I was like, I think I would rather do like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre marathon. Yeah. Just because I feel like being chased by Leatherface would be a much more like way of motivating me to actually run. Like, yeah, I've I've been chased by all of them before at Madame Two Swords. <sighs> I think I'd rather be cut up than run. Uh, Madame Two Swords <laughs> in New York done like a Halloween thing yeah. where they had those characters in like a maze. And you like run around. I think I've told the story before. Yeah. It's not fun. It was boring then as well, if I remember. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. That's me. That's yeah. me. Adam, what have you been up to this week? Well, I've had a week off, which has been amazing. Brilliant. Um, Sunday, I went to the Return to Dance Festival in Clapham. All right. It was, uh, 
if 38 isn't too old for roller coasters, it might be too old for dance. <laughs> because uh, I got there, I, I knew zero people on the stage apart from Chase and Status. Right. And they played nothing that I recognised. So I was... Uh, Venga Boys? <laughs> I would have loved a bit of Venga Boys. Yeah. Would you? Well, you want to come around well. these fucking parties. That's yeah. all he puts on. Love a bit of Venga Boys. But after, after three bottles of um, wine, I really didn't mind what right. I played. It was great. Excellent. It was a great day. Good. Um, but the rest of it, I've literally um, been sitting here waiting for the ABBA announcement today. Right. So I've been spending a lot of time... Um, on for you. No, it's not my... No, you don't like ABBA, no, do you? Bit no. of me died inside when I read that. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Did you? I've always admired them just for going, you know what? Not going to do anymore. Right. You've had what you've had. <laughs> Bank account's a bit lower now, isn't it? I started coming out. There you go. That's good. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Are you gonna are you gonna go? You're gonna go. What? I'm gonna go. Abba. Yeah. New. No. New. No. See if I can get your tickets. New. No. Thanks. You do what Cassie says anyway. Yeah. So if she wants to go, you're going. I won't Obviously. be going then. I'm no. safe for that one. Okay. <laughs> well, please, everyone's had a good week. Yeah. Go on, thanks, mate. Yes, mate. I've got thanks to what should we watch? Podcast HQ, Spoiler Piece Theatre, WTM, Nerdvert, Mike, Mike and Oscar, Ronnie Castle, Forza Crowd, Mark Seeger, Collateral Cinema, Miriam, The Podcast I Wouldn't Die, Lewis Rame, Right Stuff Reviews, and for your reconsideration. Thank you very much to everyone for those retweets on Twitter there. So I've got special thanks this week to people who have gone the extra mile. It's Jill, Cassie, VHS Strikes Back, Jamie Russell, Cinema Recall, Glyn, Sean Panda Nicholson, Emma at the Movies, Mr. Positivity, Wolfie T, Jamie Irwin, LJ Human, Ryan, The Movie Journey Podcast, Ben from Film Busters, Apple Park Films, Chris Watt, Ian McIntyre, lovely Adam, um, happy birthday to him at Verbal Diorama. Yeah. And Paul from Film Busters. He started at episode one <laughs> and retweeted episode one. And got to How did he find two. it? I don't know. He found episode I one. I think Ben must have said, these are all right. Give right. him a listen. And he thought, I'll start from the beginning. Fucking <laughs> oh, wouldn't have done. I mean, I think he got to two. I don't yeah. know if it's got any further. I wouldn't I have thought so, But mate. Paul, thank you very much indeed for at least giving it a go. Yeah. All right then, mate. You got yeah. a promo this week? Yes, mate. Hi guys, I'm Dean. And I'm Daniel. And we're from the Movie Journey Podcast. Where we break down every movie from the IMDb Top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. We're also home of the Pod V Pod, where we battle other podcasters in various movie games and drafts. We also do reviews of new releases, film tournaments, top five lists, and talk about everything else we've watched as well. We used to be the IMDb Journey Podcast, but since then, we've grown and matured with age. Yeah, if you don't believe us, why don't you listen to some more Genuine Testimonies? Oh, hey guys, I uh, I used to like the IMDb Journey podcast, but since then I've found something even better. It's the Movie Journey podcast. Oi, bro, I know I said the IMDb Journey podcast was a good show, but the Movie Journey podcast is so much better. Absolutely, for sure, yeah. You know, I used to think that nothing could be funnier than IMDb Journey, but I've now found my joy in Movie Journey podcast. The IMDb Journey podcast is nothing compared to the Movie Journey podcast. Absolutely love this podcast. <laughs> oh, amazing oh, testimonies once again. Absolutely legit and real. Of course. And if you still don't believe those testimonies, go ahead and check out the show for yourself by searching for the Movie Journey podcast. You can find us on all your favourite platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and Podbean. So come along and join our journey. There we go. So that's our friend, the Movie Journey podcast. 20 seconds too long, that, isn't it? <laughs> so, it's got your review on it. It's not a million and a half. It's too long, guys. <laughs> Cut it down a bit. <laughs>
So uh, I don't think they've got. I think they're in lockdown at the moment. Yeah. So I don't think they've particularly got a new episode. I think they've probably got a few banked. And there'll be one coming out. But the last one that I had to listen to was the Pod v Pod yeah. um, tournament. Yeah. Which uh, are you ready for? No. I mean, is it coming up soon? I have no word on it. I'm oh. just burying my head in the it's sand. It's going to come like, quick, mate. It's going to come know. quick. So have you heard any of the Podvy Pods before from the movie journey? It's on my list to listen to. Is it? I yeah. haven't listened yet. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, uh, it'll be, be brilliant when Mark's on it. It's going to be absolutely yeah. superb. Well, somehow we fluked our debut, didn't we? Yeah, we, we beat did. Them. We did. Um, but now it's individuals and I'm screwed. To be fair, we gained quite a few listeners from that. We did. Which is absolutely fantastic. They've yeah. done us a good turn there. So thank yeah. you very much, guys. Please, everybody, listen to the Movie Journey podcast. Yes. Sorry about this, Adam. Welcome to the Mark reads some film lines in some similar voices and Steve has to guess the film from the lines read to get points game. Hashtag what's that film? Here we go. So this is, uh, I mean, it's a quiz. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I really, don't really have any they uh, love it, special mate. words They love any it. old shit, don't they? Okay, mate. Um, Proves uh, it with Fast and Furious films, don't <laughs> it? What was it? And who got what? There's something about Mary. Mm, yeah. So Jill got one, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> um, Glyn, Emma and Adam, four. Right. Yeah, did. What did I get? I got four, didn't I? Yeah. I think it's the first time for a quite a while I've actually been able to call someone else a loser, yeah. which is yeah. good. Which the is only good. person who beat you, mate, Dave Horrocks, five. Yeah. Dave normally beats me. Yeah, he's pretty good, isn't he, with yeah, him? He's good. Yeah, yeah. So, mate, I suppose you've got something for us. We've also got Adam doing it as well today, so yeah. we'll have to be less verbal. We'll have to maybe yeah. um, sort of like just whisper it to you or something. Yeah. So uh, what what you I, got I for us? I can just imagine two blank faces shaking <laughs> their heads going. <laughs> All right, well, what yeah. you got then? This is a genuine quote. This isn't uh, something I've said in my life, but for five points. Right. What's that film? I'm sorry for what I am. <laughs> is that like a proper impression? close as you're going to get is it yeah i mean definitely american was that it i'm I sorry mean, for what i am i mean it sounds so much like a character from a film but i really don't want to say that film I'm, i think i'm there with you i'm thinking like yeah is that just the only american accent that we can do yeah. <laughs> i'm not, not going to say it. it's not forest gun <laughs> oh, in okay. case both of you are thinking that oh. does sound gumpy doesn't it <laughs> that's all i've got in america yeah. <laughs> but there we go four points and if you don't know what's that film I just wanted some cornbread, you motherfuckers. Uh, uh, no, I've gone backwards. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, I'm trying to picture what sort of state it would be in. No. No? no. <laughs> I don't go for the accent and try and locate it. Mate, won't happen. Three points then. What's it feel? I just can't see God putting a gift like that in the hands of a man who would kill a child. I don't think that was too shabby. Right. I think that was okay. all right. Okay. Clues are in the line. Clues are in the line. Do you want it again? Uh, yeah. I just can't see God putting a gift like that in the hands of a man who would kill a child. Is it a classic? I think so. Probably not old enough to be classed as a classic classic, but a classic. Uh, New. No. Oh, fuck off then. No. Oh. Two points in. Yeah. What's that feel? I tried to help it. I tried to take it away, but it was too late. That's a hard one, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, it's fucking hard, this. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what you got, Adam, anyway? It's one of those ones, it's like, it's it's touching 
parts of my brain that are just saying that I've probably had this on in the background and was not paying attention. Uh, I've still got the cornbread thing in, in my mind. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. No. One point then. This is your given. Right. So don't embarrass yourselves. <laughs> what's, that, what's that film? My name is John Coffey. Like the drink, except not spelled uh, the same. Okay. I mean, I've got it. Yeah. Right. I'm going to say it. Yay. Right, okay, cool. I mean, you've got a guess, Adam. Otherwise, you're going to have a zero here. I mean, it's... it's Yay! And I'm, and I'm stressed out that I didn't get it off the second one. But at the same point, it is one of those films that I can't watch. Yeah, I it's just, horrific, I just, isn't it? Yeah, I, I feel like I watched it once and I must have been, again, probably quite drunk when I watched it and I just have memories of it that just... Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a classic. Well done then, mate. So yeah. uh, please, everybody, uh, try and do a bit better than us. Yeah, um, and me. Let, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in that point. Let us know uh, how many you think you got yeah. and what you think it is. Yeah. By DM, please. Okay, moving on. Yes. This is... Mark's Mail Sack. Okay, mate. I mean, I have no idea where we are, Mark's Mail Sack. Not sure whether I answered the right question again mm. this week. Really not sure. But we still need some men. We do. So I haven't where... had one from Adam, actually. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't okay, it? Would be, yeah, Submit yeah. a question. Okay. We're, done, we're probably going to get our money's worth tonight. Rather than actually telling us in person, yeah. where can Adam send it to? He can send it to Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on moviedronepodcast at hotmail.com. Can indeed. And mm. so uh, if he does, he's going to get some terrific answers yeah. like we do in this section. Yeah. And this is the section that we love to call... Question, question time. Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. There we go. So, there we go then, mate. So, we've had a question in. Yeah, it's not um, as good as Movie Islands, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Did you bang that I, one? I peaked on that one. Are you going to, like, leave that a few weeks so people forget about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm glad you didn't edit it out. I could have said to the missus... Just send us that, will you? <laughs> that was probably, it was probably the best bit of the podcast last week, that, was, that discussion. So, mate, uh, who sent us a question? What's it about? Got a question for Glyn. Okay. He said, question for you guys. He says, there's going to be a zombie apocalypse, so you're going to be locked in a bunker for the next few months. What 10 movies will you take with you, bearing in mind you're going to have to watch them over and over again if the apocalypse continues? So we've chosen to do five each because we're assuming that <laughs> we, this is the bunker. Yeah, we've bastardised <laughs> it, you know. Um, we've assuming we're in the bunker. Um, and Adam's brought along five as well. Yes. Clint didn't put his five in. No? Okay. No, normally well, I mean, he said ten. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we've changed it to five. Plus, also, we've put a little caveat in our Yeah. House. So we've answered for the other person. Yeah, I'm choosing oh. yours. You're choosing mine. We are indeed. And I'm just, I don't know if you was bluffing me because you said, do we be nice or nasty to each other? And I went, I don't mind, mate. And you said, let's go for nice. Right, yeah. so I'm not sure if I've been bluffed here or... No, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're nice ones. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. For someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, we're going to do Adam's? Yeah, let's do Adam's. Adam, what you got? What movies would you watch if you were stuck in a zombie apocalypse? So I thought, what I'm going to need, I'm going to need five films. And I looked at my my DVD, iTunes collection, etc. And I was like, right... The first film I'm going to have to take because everyone knows that I'm going to take this film with me wherever I go is Grease 2. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you two want to do a Grease 2 special while I'll I sit it out? I'd love to do a Grease 2 well, special. Go ahead, mate. Go ahead. Just, it's, it's campness at its utter level. Like the, I love a film where they go into it. What do you mean it. camp? 
it's, it's a manly film. They go into it without finishing the script, and they don't, they just uh, lose people halfway through. It's yeah, absolutely brilliant. It's um, magic. But every time I watch it, I'm just taken back to the first time I watched it, and I thought, yeah. "What is this? This is amazing." So that's something that I can rewatch constantly, and yeah. I'll be okay. Um, the next one is Velvet Goldmine. Okay. The um, Ewan McGregor Christian Bale film. It again, I've watched that film hundreds of times, and every time I watch it, I see something that I didn't see before. Yeah. Or there's a little bit of music, or there's a little, um, you know, just something happening in the background that I didn't notice. So again, the rewatchability of that just really, I think, were pushed it straight onto the list. Yeah. Then it was Gremlins. Because it, I, I even if it's somebody apocalypse, I'm going to have to celebrate Christmas somehow. Yeah, absolutely. So I have to watch Gremlins. Um, then Goodfellas, because <sighs> Goodfellas... Great picks, Adam. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Goodfellas is one of those films that, again, every time I watch it, I just, I'm taken back to the first time I've seen it. And I think it's it's a little bit of machismo that I need in my life. It's, I, I don't get it very often. I'm a big ABBA fan, as we've already established. So yeah. a bit of Goodfellas every now and then really just sort of settles it out. Um, and then I thought, because this is me, I need to have something on my shelf that I'm never going to watch. Yeah. So even if I'm taking five films, I know there's going to be one that I'm going to sit there and go, mm, I'm not really in the mood for that. Uh, and that was Melancholia. Okay. Which I love. That's Christian Dunst, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, Lars von Trier. Yeah. Um, it's an incredible film. It's extremely depressing. Yeah. So that I've watched it once. It sat on my shelf. <laughs> and I know that one day I will probably watch it again. Yeah. But it's going to probably take a zombie apocalypse to actually <laughs> okay. make that happen. Love your thinking. Excellent. Well yeah. done. Thanks very much for that. Yeah. Right. I mean, here we go. Go on, then, mate. <laughs> well, who's going first? You are. Am I? Yeah, You've I got two pro- sets. I might have prepared yeah. two lists. <laughs> you fucking have. Just in case. <laughs> you cheeky bastard. <laughs> Trust you not, mate. Oh, do you not? No. No, it's probably for the best. Yeah. So, um, so, Mike, you like a musical, don't you? Love so a I'll musical. put a classical musical in there for yeah. you. The Sound of Music. You love a musical. Yeah. You like the classics. So classic musical, The Sound of Music. Tar. I reckon that you'd like that. So, I mean, it's nice, nice yeah, I mean, scenery wrong, and everything. So, oh, no, really? No, okay. I can't stand oh, right. it. Oh, right. Really? Can I swap it for The Miz? <laughs> oh. no. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. Go on then. Oh, I thought you'd do it. Am I not doing, oh, not doing, doing one, one on one? Yeah, go on. Oh, see, I've actually been nice to you, mate. Have you? I've got your Texas Chainsaw. Have you? You need, you need a horror. Right. You love your horror. Okay. I've got your Texas Chainsaw. Oh, thanks, mate. That's all right. That's nice. Is I've it the got... Renee Zellweger one? The what, what? Is it the Renee Zellweger one? No, the original. Okay. Yeah, the original. got to be the original. Mm. So I've got you another one, mate. So you should have a film about your style icon, shouldn't you? You should have a film about someone that you base all your look and all that on. So I've chosen Charlie Says. You've been a Which is the non-critically acclaimed... Film about Charles Manson with Doctor Who's Matt Smith. So, uh, classic there. No, no, I mean, listen, you know what I mean? It's, it's all about, it's one about the style icon, isn't it? So, there you go. I gave you Star Wars. Did what, you? Whatever the one you like. I couldn't remember. I don't <laughs> much for, care. Thanks for the Jedi one. No, it's not. Is <laughs> the one with the little bears in no, it? No, it's not. That's the same one. It's uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay, that one. My favourite one. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, I'm thinking I might change it out for the one that's got the big dragon in it. <laughs> God's sake. Yeah. So I've got you another one. So you like The Exorcist, yeah. didn't you? So yeah. but you like a bit of comedy, but you yeah. need a bit of comedy in your life as yeah. well. So I've given you Repossessed with Leslie <laughs> Nielsen. Classic <laughs> choice there. The classic yeah. spoof version of The Exorcist. Just kill two birds with one stone there, mate. So there you go. 
and the soundtrack is amazing. Like, yeah. you, if you watch that film, you can sing along yeah. to every song in there. Oh, mate, I'm doing you good in there. Yeah, you sure? Yeah. Yeah, well, number three, mate, I've given you Bad Lieutenant. Oh, really? You need a bit of cage, didn't you? Well, I couldn't the, give you a list. The New Orleans one. Yeah, the, I couldn't give you a list without a bit of cage in it. Brilliant. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, I, another one, I mean, you like your dinosaurs, don't you? And you like your sharks, yeah. don't you? So, like, I haven't got that many choices. So, I've chosen Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. The classic, Sounds a winner, um, mate. The classic sci-fi um, channel film. So, uh, I mean, Currently 0.8 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> two birds with yeah. one stone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there Brilliant. You go. Yeah. Number two, mate, Ravenous. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, that's really good, mate. Oh, I really enjoyed that. I know, it's, it's really The soundtrack good. on that is just fucking amazing. Damon Alburn. Yeah. I'm doing that. It's great. So, uh, Christmas. Give yeah. me the Christmas film. Yeah. What one do you want? One to one? Yeah. Oh, do I actually get a choice? No, you've got Die Hard, the classic Christmas film. A little bit of action in there. But, um, yeah, something that epitomises Christmas throughout the world. And you can watch it, obviously, over and over again at any point okay. in the year. So that's right. good. All so right. you're number one then, mate. Yeah. I've got your copy of Naked Gun. Right. But I've jumped up and down on it. <laughs> <laughs> and when you open the case, all the little bits of the disc fall out. You are welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Sorry mate. about that. I must have got damaged in the post. It's <laughs> been an apocalypse, Thanks, to be fair. Yeah. The post is still going. It was, no, it's a yeah. bit, I mean, a little bit out of order. I thought I'd done you a good turn there, mate. Yeah. I thought I'd done you a good turn. I've, I've got all the good things that you like, mm. moulded them into a fire film. Oh, you know me so sure well, is. Steve. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so there you go. So, yeah. I mean, thank you very much, Glyn, Yeah. for that. That gave me some pleasure. Thank you, Steve, for your answers. Mm. Thank you, Adam, for doing it. Seriously, and coming up with some great answers. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Right, okay, so the reason that Adam's got himself out from watching his films yeah. and episodes of EastEnders, yeah. we saw a film. We did, mate. We saw a film that's currently 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb. is an 18, one hour, 36 minutes long build as a fantasy horror with a synopsis of a psychiatrist familiar with knife-wielding dream demon Freddy Krueger helps teens at a mental hospital battle the killer who is invading their dreams. $4.5 million budget grossing $45 million. This is directed by Chuck Russell, starring Heather Langenkamp, Patricia Arquette, Larry Fishburne, Priscilla Pointer, Craig Wasson, John Saxon, Dick Cavett, Zaza Gabor and Robert Englund. This was 1987's Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. That report clip. That's a typical... I weren't going to use that, but that, that come off the trailer, I recorded it, or was listening to it, and I thought, I can't put this on, it's got no dialogue. Then that bit scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And I was like, actually, yeah, quite apt. Blow everyone's speakers. Yeah. Brilliant. By <laughs> the time you put it through to level eight, it might not want to know any different. No, it won't. You're right. Yeah. right. So, um, so, yeah, this is your choice, Adam. Now, I don't want you to give too much away. Just give us a little few lines as to why you chose this one. 
So I think like when I think of classic horror, I want something that's got physical effects in it. I need to see, you know, walls crumbling. I don't want CGI. I like the physical aspect of what happens in it. Plus, I just really wanted an excuse to rewatch it. I well, haven't seen this film probably in about 12 years. I think I was trying to figure out the last time I watched it, and it definitely wasn't since I've lived here. So um, it was an excuse to watch the entire series. But I just remember this one in my in particular sticking out in my memory for having a really interesting cast, a really interesting ensemble, all these different powers. And because there was some like light slagging off of Suicide Squads going on here a while back... That's kind of why I went for this one, because I was like, this is a film which has all these different characters with these different powers coming together to work together. So it could have had the same structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's it was just another sort of like way that Suicide Squad could have gone. Okay. Feeling very victimized. Here, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay then, mate. So after that, I'm interested to find out what you thought, Mark, of A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Dream Warriors. Love me a bit of Freddy, mate. Love me a bit. I think it's a great choice. Um, second best of the series, in right. my opinion. Okay. Um, I agree with Adam. The physical effects. It's so nice to watch a film with physical effects. Where you can see how they've done it and how hard they've worked on it rather than just computed it. Really missed a physical effects film. Right. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't see the segue coming linking it to Suicide Squad. <laughs> I didn't feel that as I was watching it. But this is one that, for me, is about the characters, and I really like the characters in it. Right. Okay. I mean, I don't think we've—I uh, think we have mentioned it before. It's not my favourite of the big three franchises. No. In fact, it's my least favourite of the of the big three sort of slasher franchises. So, um, Friday the Thirteenth is my favourite, and Halloween after that, and then Freddy. So. Um, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't really a franchise in, no. in my mind, not like these. Um, and I do struggle a little bit with this film. Now, I like my, I suppose we can call Freddy a slasher. Slasher? F- so, yeah, this is where I was kind of um, trying to sort of put it in my mind, is that technically I think if you look at 80 slashers, this is a slasher film. Mm-hmm. This is a film about teenagers getting mowed down in their prime, all that kind of stuff. But it's, I feel like, slightly more intelligent than a normal slasher film because it's not just people getting lost in a forest and getting mowed down. Yeah. People getting, and that's, I, I like the Friday the 13th films and I like the Halloween films. But what I like about Nightmare on Elm Street is that every film they go, what could we do that's slightly different? Or what can we, mm-hmm. what can we attempt that right. we haven't done before? Um, whereas with the Friday the 13th films, I think by the time he gets to New York, I'm like, okay, he's, he's so slow. How are you, how are you still. <laughs> Well, well, they're injured, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wouldn't be able to run like I wasn't the other day. I mean, I think that, I mean, it's interesting this because this is one of the reasons that I don't like it as much is because I prefer my slashers to be like the... You don't like change, one. mate, do you? <laughs> I don't like, well, like I say, this is obviously the one in the franchise where they've done a couple and then mm-hmm. Wes Craven sat down and gone, right, okay, how can we develop it? Or how can we do it? And I think that for me, it ends up feeling a little bit like an adult monster squad. Which I'm all for. Yes, I can see. I I can understand that some people. I don't know if you've seen not Monster Squad and stuff like that, but I, I can understand that some people like it, and it's very interesting that obviously we have polar opposites on it. Now there was sufficient amount of scenes that I liked, sufficient amount of um, kills that I liked for me to give it a decent uh, watch and a decent pass. However, for me, it just 
got bogged down with the characters. I didn't particularly like any of them. I thought there was some sort of pretty poor comedic bits mm-hmm. later on um, that sort of turned me off. So I'm more of a first and second Nightmare on Elm Street than I am this one. It's almost like um, Halloween 3, isn't it? Season of the Witch. Yeah where they do something slightly different. And I think that some people love it and hate it, depending on whether they are, a, a, like I say, like me, a, a, just a hack and slash man. I think we are going to have opposites, mate, because I think a lot of the points you've made, I've actually made into positives. Mm, I'm sure. See, for me, Freddy is the best horror villain. Right. Okay. I think he wins. The issue I have with the franchise, and I might get booed here, but it's Heather Langenkamp. Right. Oh, I don't rate. It's <laughs> not going to go down well with some uh, of the people. I don't rate her acting abilities when she comes in. I love her character, and I liked the use of the character. But when she arrived in this film, it was like a US like Days of the Days of Our Lives or something like that. And she just sort of come in in a suit jacket, just happened to be at the doorway the minute they was discussing. I mean, she's like, like iconic. I mean, there's there's mm. people that, like I say, I imagine Adam and there's other people that we know that are just going to be all over you. For oh, that. I know, but we've never her, shied her away. Her turn in um, New Nightmare when she comes back and yeah. she plays herself yeah. acting in a film. or acting. See, I didn't like that one either, did I? No. Not as much no. as, as you or Ryan. Yeah. I think this is, yeah, I, I didn't particularly get on with that one. We did that one recently. I think it's just one of those ones that it was so meta for the time it, if you look back at it now, I feel like it was it was made before Scream, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. And like, yeah, yeah. So Scream sort of set the benchmark for meta. But if you watch New Nightmare, actually, it was kind of writing mm. all the rules that Scream used a little bit later. Yeah. Um. So for me, the the I can I can kind of understand where you're coming from. I love just seeing her on screen. I think mm-hmm. she, I think the the fact that they got her back is great. I did a bit of like a, a deep dive into how she got cast in this film. And it was basically because the second film kind of bombed. They were like, this isn't great. So Wes Craven came back. So he had nothing to do with the second one. He came back and he's like, well, we need to bring someone back from the first film. So yeah, maybe she is shoehorned in. I'm not mm. going to say that, you know, it's necessarily like, it would have probably even been better if she'd just been working in a video shop or she'd just been working somewhere on the street. Yeah. Because I think my problem with the Nightmare on Elm Street films is that the house is a character Eventually, Springwood, the, the town becomes a character, but the street is never a character. Yeah. So you never see anything more of the street than the house. Mm-hmm. So I think I would have, rather than trying to, rather than taking them into the mental institute, I would have taken into the street and seen the last of these kids that are still living there mm-hmm. and try and find a way of getting them together. But saying that, you know, this is still, I think, like a really great way of them getting them together because obviously really these kids should have known each other before the film started because they're the last kids who lived on this street mm-hmm. and none of them know each other. Yeah. So there's a few things that you know, you are like, okay, that doesn't necessarily ring true. And even if they don't know each other, they might have seen each other at some point in yeah. in town. The one thing that really stood out for me and the one thing I was like watching it was the amount of religious iconography in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, it's Christianity that saves the day. And I'm kind of like, I was watching it and I was just like, how did I forget that he gets defeated by holy water? Mm. It just, it kind of, that, that for me was like the only bit that I was kind of like, I'm disappointed on the rewatch, but up to that point, I'd been really enjoying it. Yeah. I, I mean, suppose I that's just the traditional way of defeating a demon as such, isn't it? Where you actually lay them to rest. 
Yeah. And make, I mean, I suppose it's full of a lot of new ideas, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, getting to uh, the kills, I, I did like some of them. Yeah. I thought that they were good. Um, I think my favourite one um, was the puppet one. I thought that was quite oh, good. I'm interested to hear Adam's because I think Ryan's is... Uh, welcome to primetime, bitch. It is, yes. And you teased on Twitter that actually that's It's not... actually the puppet one. Oh, is it? Yeah, really? yeah. I think, oh, like, the, again, the physical effects that they used on that were absolutely brilliant. There's only, like, it's one moment where they obviously used you blue see... screen to put him through a door, <laughs> yeah. which just, you, it just doesn't work. Because but... the Freddy bit is more like a, because um, Freddy above him is also like a CGI bit, isn't it? But is it that it's right? Super, yeah, superimposed yeah, over yeah, the top, yeah. Yeah, so over that the was... clouds, so... It's just like it's so menacing. The whole he gets slashed, his veins come out, and they use mm. the veins as strings. That it, kind it of was the it, bit for the Achilles heel that got me. That yeah. actually made me wince. <laughs> I think that's a great kill. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, but I mean, there were some that I didn't particularly like, like the the puppet plasticine CGI and that. For uh, plat- sorry, practical effect. Well, like the stop, done, like, motion. stop motion. Yeah, I didn't think that. Did was you pretty... not like that? No, not that bit. I think the skeleton at the end gets a bit very Har- Harryhausen as well. It was Harry. <laughs> it was Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Is that the skeleton they held? Well, it was Freddy's skeleton that's yeah. fighting them in the. Yeah. Oh yes. For some yeah. reason, it was a bit funny bones. Yeah, he can come. Yeah. He can come to life for people that are awake if they dug him up. But everyone else has to be asleep. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. yeah I think full of loads of different ideas, all sort of like piling in at once. This is what I mean. It yeah, got a little bit confusing. So I read apparently this was supposed to be New Nightmare, right? Um, yeah, there's Wes a lot. Craven of... had actually put this script to them, and they was like, "That won't work." So they had to do something else, which is what they come up with this for, and reused New Nightmare when they did. Um, which I thought was quite interesting because I think if they would have done it at this time, it would have been so far ahead of the game. I don't think any... If this has been made in... 19, like, if New Nightmare had been made in 1987, right. people would have just not understood what was going on. I yeah. don't think people were ready for meta at that point. Yeah. And I can't think of anything like a meta film from before then that would no. have worked. I mean, the, you like you could say like Spinal Tap is kind of... Although it's a spoof, it's also kind of meta in the way it's made because it's a spoof documentary, all that kind of stuff. And that really did work. Yeah. But that's the only way that you could have made something at that point. And I don't think you could do that with horror. No. I, I mean, I'm sure that they will do it at some point. I, lo- I would love to see a spoof documentary that's actually a horror that's not the Blair Witch Project because that was uh, funny. Still, yeah. I just, I still. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> I, yeah. I did laugh at I quite like it. The um, One of the main problems that I had with this, I think, well, I didn't think there was enough Freddy in it. I've got to be honest, like, it was in it, and uh, even at, like, the TV bit, it just sort of, like, popped up, mm-hmm. and she, she was dead, and even the puppet bit just sort of, like, appeared, and was, like, laughing over the top, and then disappeared again. I think and that's why I think it was overrun with characters, and overrun with dialogue, and it wasn't what I wanted. Did you think you, there was enough in there? When you get past this one, you get to four and five, I almost think there's too much Freddy. Right. He is, he is at that point, you know, they people are coming to see him. Yeah. Whereas I think with the first three at least they were at least coming to see the the victims or the the the, um, the kids that are in it so there's i think just enough freddy but there's like you know again great swathes of this that were cut out or that weren't done um and i read a really great fact that the longest piece of casting they had on this film was the nurse right because they needed to find someone that would look good with a freddy mask on because they were at some point going to have her turn into freddy so that you know it and then he's while he's kissing her yeah and then they just decided that actually that was really just grotesque and they weren't going to do it. So instead they did the her shooting her tongue 
which I still I still think possibly the greatest line in this film is about him being tongue tied and he can't talk. Oh. <laughs> just just a piece of genius. But yeah, so I think like I think there is just about the amount of right amount of Freddy in this one. Once you get to um, four and five, and then if you have ever watched the TV series, too much Freddy means that you just end up with this camp right. monster that's kind of right. not quite there. I mean, the, the one um, kill, or no, the one practical effect I forgot to talk about was the snake when he was like that. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. That was good. I take it that was practical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a really great um, shot, if you Google it, of Patricia Arquette sort of snoozing inside the snake right. in the okay. middle of like between takes. Oh, right. It's one of my favourite fo- like backstage photos. It's just her just sort of being like, hi. Oh, right. Yeah, that's, that was quite a good one. What did you think of Patricia Arquette? Cute as a button, mate. If I, if I was 80, that's what I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought for a debut film, I thought she was great. Is I that her debut? Was it? Yeah, was it? I thought okay. she was really, really good. I mean, I rate her anyway. I think I've seen some great stuff with her. Right. Um, even up to now, she's still turning out some brilliant, brilliant bits and pieces. But I think she stands out above um, Heather Lang and Camp right. for her acting abilities. It was okay awesome. on both being in it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like too. the uh, Nightmare on Elm is really good at introducing. Talent. I mean, obviously, the first one introduced us to Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah. Second, this one had um, Patricia Arquette and also had Lawrence Fishburne in it. Yeah. And I always forget that he's in this film. Yeah. And even then, like, I was like looking at it, going, "What?" Well, he says it's Larry Fishburne. Like, yeah. So I was like, maybe it is a different person. I think he did a few films as Larry Fishburne, didn't he? There's mm-hmm. another one floating around. Um, I think you've given me the homework. I can't remember what it is now, but I was confused reading the cover, thinking, "Oh, he must have been his brother." I didn't realise he had started out <laughs> as Larry. <laughs> I don't know. So what about the idea then that, um, uh, I forget her actual name, but Patricia Arquette's character can grab people and bring them into the dreams. Would would it have been better to have something that was a little bit more believable? I mean, we're talking about a knived-fingered person no, but I mean, on general, in general, I mean, obviously it's fairly far-fetched that he comes to people in their dreams and that anyway, but you sort of like, you, you sort of accept that if you go to sleep then... Something obviously could happen in there, but did you not think it was just slightly? I'm coming from a personal point of view. Yeah. I thought it was slightly too um, much that I was going to be made to believe that someone could bring people into dreams. Um, I uh, admired the change. Right. I'm, I'm in like Adam's uh, camp here, where they've tried different things and they've tried to move the franchise on rather than going down the Friday the Thirteenth same film. Halloween, it's the same film, just dressed up. So they've actually given it a go and tried something else. And I, I think it's, it's not the perfect film by any means, but I think it works in trying to move the franchise to a different direction to make it a fresh, different film. Mm. So I couldn't tell you a lot about Friday 13th, Halloween, the different films. Each Freddy has got its own little sort of film plot to it where you go, ah, that one and that one. Um, mm. And I don't think you get that with the other ones. And also, Freddy just keeps getting stronger. So the only way that you can defeat something that keeps getting stronger is to have your your protagonists getting stronger too. So the idea that like she can bring people into her dream so that they can work together, actually, that little step up is is I mean it's a it's a again it's a bit of a leap of faith for the viewers. But if you can go along with that, I feel like it does work. And I think after this is the the fourth and fifth one, they still use that same sort of. Mm. I think it very much doesn't ever really go back to one person ever against Freddy until obviously you fall asleep by yourself and then that's it. Mm. It's curtains. I mean, it sort of led us to have some kid with like green lightning coming out of his fingers yeah. at one point. The wizard master. Yeah. 
I'm in dreams. And I, I shot someone last night and then won the FA Cup. You can do what you like in dreams, right? <laughs> I had to tell the bloke at work today, congratulations, we won the World Cup. Oh. He was very happy. Did you? Or oh, FA Cup, sorry, yeah. And I, I, was, I, I really like, would love to have been like the lawyers on the thing. that were like, We're doing a Nightmare on Elm Street film. Can we have the licensing to say Dungeons and Dragons? No? Right, okay, we'll think of something else. Because <laughs> yeah. there's like... Um, you can obviously tell where the influences come from. Um, but on the flip side of that, you also get Taryn, who is beautiful and bad and is just that whole scene where she goes into the alleyway and she realizes that she's back where she doesn't want to be. And um, I think I, actually I'm taking it back. I think that might be my favorite kill. Right. His fat h- fingers turn into syringes right. and her just the practical effects of her arms wanting that heroin and just yeah. her giving up. Yeah. Because she is, I think, like my favorite character in the film. She's one of those ones that just, um, she just sort of is kind of in the background. But then when she has that mohawk and she's just like, I am beautiful. And I just, oh, just, I really, I wished for more for her. I, mm. kind of, I was a little bit disappointed that she got off so early. But mm. the original script, obviously, I think the only person that gets out at the end is Patricia Arquette. Everyone else is supposed to have died. Right. Okay. And I feel like they do let themselves down by letting so many people survive. Mm. I mean, like I say, it's interesting to hear from people that actually got um, got more out of it. I'm not. I, I just think it's because I'm from the classic. I mean, it's more Friday the Thirteenth, isn't it, for yeah. me? So I, I think just what Adam's saying there. I think that is the more disappointing thing for me is that so many people got through and we had the little oh we're all alive bit at the end because I don't think this had quite the. I, I wanted a bit more blood, if I'm honest. Yeah, it had more endings than the. I don't remember there being as many endings as there are in the Lord of the Rings. Because well. <laughs> he gets it, you know, there's the. Um, first, um, Freddy dies. Then her dad comes back. Um, there's so many spoilers here, right, guys? Yeah. So then her dad comes back. But then it's not her dad, it's Freddy. And then he kills her. And then she comes back. And then she kills Freddy. And then there's. And then. There's the funeral. And then he is asleep in his bed. And then the light comes up. And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> Are they getting on the boat to Middle Earth yet? I just I'm... <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's probably just not had. I mean, I don't go to sleep at night. I mean, this is obviously the sort of the power of film and the power of horror films. I mean, I don't go to sleep at night thinking, oh, like anything about Freddy, oh, is someone going to get me in my dreams? But I do go past houses where there's old bang up cars outside thinking mm. that there's inbreds inside there and yeah. they're going to kill me. Doesn't matter where I go, I can go out in the country and just walk past somewhere. As soon as I see something like that, it goes through my head. I think, yeah, there's definitely someone in there who's doing murders. And uh, I suppose other people get stuff, different things from different franchises. No, it's I, quite I, cool. I think I'm scared of that too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm not scared of that. But I feel like there's um, the, the pra- you have to go into the country to be around these people that are actually going to get you. Freddie can get you in your bed. Yeah, no, he can get no, you in your bathtub. I, I mean, it's it's just yeah, it's just not something that uh, that I, I think about. Obviously, we're not scared of it. We know that no. it's obviously made up and it doesn't happen. But it's uh, it's not something that you sort of I even sort of talk about. But I, I do think Fred Freddie's just got that real character, isn't he? I mean, if you look at Michael Myers, not really got a huge character. You look at Jason, not a huge character. Freddie's got a personality. Um, I love that. I love the character. Yeah. I do love the character, mate. I do. I, I think he's. I think he's. He's great. Um, he's and uh, but the James I think he's Bond great. of slashers. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Mm. I do love the character, but um, yeah, I I just prefer it when he's doing stuff like in, in the first one. I just want. I part of me wonders as well why he had realistically so few films compared to the rest. I think it's because they had to find writers for the quips. 
you think? Yeah, they were just like, well, we're going to, uh, how are we going to kill this guy? Oh, he's tongue tied. Oh. Yeah. I feel like they just, they didn't want to pay writers. Whereas with Friday the 13th, if you don't need a writer, you just need to I'll say, spo- yeah, here's, here's eight kids, throw them into a forest and just follow them. That's, <laughs> I suppose, yeah, I suppose it does take a bit more writing for a Freddy Well, I mean, they tried. Yeah. The remake. Yeah, they didn't and try that, was, that remake. No, mate. that was, was, that no was trying so there. poor. I mean, why did they get that so wrong? Has anyone got any feelings on why, why that failed so badly? So, talking about, I'm not talking about the Friday the 13th remake, you're talking about Nightmare. No, Nightmare one, yeah. So, yeah. my thoughts on this, and I, um, I actually asked this question of Robert Englund when I saw him in a Comic-Con in Holland a few years ago. Right. I asked him, you know, what he thought was wrong with it and then he asked me and I my personal opinion and he had kind of agreed with me was that I had just watched Inception when I went to see the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street and I was like well they're going to use CGI in this obviously so they're going to do all this fantastical stuff they're going to have you know buildings turn into fingers and come down and mm. nothing they literally just remade the original film and like, even like some of the set pieces are exactly the same as they were in the original film and like well why have you done that why yeah. have you not actually gone we could do a a scene where you know someone's looking in the mirror and they're sort of nodding off and then as they look up the mirror has changed in front of them without or just anything like the imagination is so vast Mm. and they did nothing yeah there was there was Mm. no newness to it no and ruined freddy as a character well i've actually got a signed robert england freddy um I've got, I've, got Heather, yeah. I've got heather langenkamp signed pop as well i've got nothing against her i just don't think her acting is on, on point in these yeah, that's not going to go down too well is it because I think as a what would we call her a final girl would we call her a final girl she is a final girl she from was, the first one yeah, so, she's um, no Neve Campbell mate uh, I mean like I say it's not going to I mean I'm not arguing with you no. mate do you know what I mean but I know that a lot of people so I, I love the character I've got nothing against the character I just think I, I didn't see a progression through the film I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else has she done a lot of other stuff uh, my mind is a blank yeah I, I can't think I've seen her in anything else. So. Mm. I'm sure I have seen her in something, but I just couldn't yeah. tell you what it is right now. Okay. I say if she's listening, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, d- I doubt she's listening. <laughs> I'm not saying I could do a better job. I'm just saying I just sort of look and just think of the talent that was in there, and I don't. It's for a leading person, maybe the first, perhaps because she was so popular in the first one, then they felt they needed to stick with it. I'm not sure. Wow. Okay. I think more cutthroat now. Maybe they would have. I'm really not up to it. We'll get someone else in, but just my thoughts. Well, there's also the rumor that um, Patricia Arquette was almost like um, Back to the Future in the middle of this. Yeah, that they were almost going to reshoot everything without her in it, and then they decided against it because they were halfway through shooting. Right. Um, and I'm kind of glad that they obviously kept her. I personally, I do find her a bit, uh, what's the word, screechy. Yeah. So I feel like she does a lot of shouting, a lot of screaming acting, which is great. But um, I think I was I watched it too early in the day <laughs> yeah. for, for me to be like, okay, no, no, she's just screeching again. Yeah, I thought the performances were all right. They were, they were all right. Yeah, I mean of of its time, yeah. obviously, as is some of the dialogue. Yeah, I mean, get obviously um, the uh, the chat about the suicide where he said he'd let himself down and stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's obviously changed quite a bit. Even but New Nightmare though, there's some dodgy lines in New Nightmare <laughs> that wouldn't make. The cut now. Well, it is all of its time, and yeah. it's nice to watch them. And it's, uh, but like I say, performances, I thought they were okay. I didn't really, as I said, didn't really uh, get enough Freddy for me. Uh, did I, I don't even know if I had a standout really, though. Got to be honest, no, no one really stood out for me. I, I think I'm with Adam. Oh, right. Jar Jar Gabor. 
She old Zazaga Boy, yeah. yeah. I mean, and again, that was all improvised because she wouldn't read the script. Right. So she had no idea what she was signed up for. Her, act, her agent said, let's go down and make a I'm film. A- and she was just like, all right, okay, let's go. So she had no idea who Freddy Krueger was at the time that she made this right. film. I mean, I must admit, I, I didn't actually remember that she was in it and I was right. quite surprised. Yeah. And with Patricia Arquette and Larry Fishburne, I didn't realise it was their first... Yeah. their first films or early films in their career because I was yeah. wondering what they were doing in it. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. It's been a long time since I watched this one. I think I've erased it from my memory. Yeah. So do we think Freddy's dead? Not till number five. No. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see a really good new one. Yeah. I would. But I don't think you can get anyone to play Freddy other than Robert England. Yeah. Because it doesn't work. I don't know. I think there are people out there that are capable of it and I think, but I think what we need is a complete re-slate of it yeah. and we need to have someone like Wes Craven at the helm right. and obviously we don't have Wes Craven anymore no. so we need someone at the helm who really loves horror but also has that imagination to really take it to the next level because I really don't want to see another remake yeah. I want to see Those studios are going to be nervous now after the last one though yeah but we also get like we also end up getting fan, uh, fan films like Spiral don't we yeah. when we do things like that people who like the franchise and want to have a go at it we end up with stuff like that. I still haven't actually good. watched that. Yeah, it, it's not fantastic. Don't. So I, I wouldn't want another one like that, no. to be honest. I think they'd struggle to make something. I, I just love the old school. I love putting it on. It is a proper retro classic thing that I love watching the Freddy films. Right, okay. And there's nothing to say we can't just have Robert Englund play the part still. No, no, you're because right. Because as I say, like we can, we've if we can have Robert Downey Jr. playing an eighteen version, uh, old version of himself in the Avengers, mm. why not have Robert Englund voicing another character? Just give it some oomph when you make it. I, I, I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street films have always been my favourite because of the, tr- the risks they take. But I've never seen a perfect Nightmare on Elm Street film. Mm. So I would, uh, I, I still think there is room for. Okay. Well, I haven't got much more to say about it. You? Have you guys? No, I think I'm all done. Adam? I think I'm all good. Okay. I mean, we're going to have to do scores. Yeah. So uh, who wants to go first? I've just got, it's always a solid watch. And I would love to see Freddy on the big screen. (coughs) Hint, hint, hint. Um, 74, mate. Okay. 74. 74 out of 100. Yeah, would love to see it on the big screen. Adam? Have I said that enough? (laughs) Um, I actually actually had it at 73. Okay. I know know as my pick, I probably should have it higher. Yeah. Um, But this rewatch, I was really kind of... I was trying to be critical and I was trying to see the things that normally I would just look over. Yeah, it's a shit thing, this podcasting, isn't it? <laughs> when you have to do it like that. So, but I, I mean, as I say, it's still, I think, the second best in the in the whole run. Okay. I think it is, like, um, there's, there's reasons to watch all of them, four and five maybe less so, but this one is the one where I think they really, they took a, a risk, they tried to make something different and it's worth watching just for that. Okay. I've got 54. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It's not. Like I say, it's not too bad mm-hmm. considering what not I said. For you, it's not. No, me, but no. I like the I like the kills, like yeah. I say, and I like some of the characters. But um, yeah, I just think there's a bit too much in there for me mm-hmm. for a horror film. Yep. Um, for my little brain to cope with. Too much change. I like to switch off, mate. I like to switch off and watch some people's being disemboweled. I'd like to see you switched it. on at one point. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so have you watched anything else? Yes, mate. mate. Finish the Twilight series with Litland. Have you? Yeah. I thought yeah. you'd finished that ages ago. That no, was that was Hunger Games, it? wasn't it? Oh, oh, God, it was like, I think it's five, I think. We right. finished that one. Is it? Far from my favourite films, mate, but I can't believe the rate is so low on, on uh, IMDb. What, Twilight? Yeah. I thought they'd be rated high. They're like 4.8 and 5 and 5.2. 
I was shocked. I thought that would be better than that. But when I saw Candyman. Right. Not too sure, mate. Have not you said it in sure. the mirror? Five times? Yeah. yeah I mean, okay. What's going to happen? Nothing, is it? That's a shame. Yeah. Um, I got 63 on that one. Right. It was good enough. You're not a great fan of the original, though, are I'm you? I'm not. No. Um, I thought this one had huge, huge plot holes in, and it just was a bit... It felt like they were setting it up for a future franchise, but that, for me, I don't think they did enough in it to oh. actually... I don't think it's got the legs for a franchise. It never no. had that first time. It's one of the, the original is one of those films I cannot rewatch. Yeah. I think I watched it too young. Yeah. So it just it just scared me, and I just right. I, if I try and rewatch it now, I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. But that's it, mate, for me. Okay. Adam, you've been off? I've been off. You so, work uh, in a cinema, so you must have watched everything. <laughs> I literally haven't been there to watch anything in my entire week off. Although I'm thinking tomorrow I'm going to go down to see Shang-Chi. Yeah. Because I really do want to see Are it. Are you allowed to watch it during your work time? Can you just pop in and watch it? Can anything? I show? Yeah, yeah I, just, I just, I know, I'm just, I'm just making sure that everyone's got their uh, feet off the floor for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other than that, though, I've been sort of catching up. So I watched Ray and the Last Dragon. Yeah. Because I really wanted to actually watch it. I do enjoy Disney film. Um, I watched Weird Science because I'd recorded that yeah, on the old, uh, iPlayer. I mean, talking about like Rob, young Robert Downey Jr. performances, I co- kind of completely forgot he was in that. Yeah. What else have I watched? Bill, uh, I watched Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yeah. No good. No, I was, I was, I was so disappointed because I think it's one of those ones that I've been waiting for for so long, and I think, I think they just waited too long. I just yeah. don't think it had the same sort of oomph. I would actually rather watch X, um, Bogus Journey again before yeah. I watch that. Um, I watched The Faculty because oh, great film, I, and good. that is perfection. Clear Deval. Yeah, Clear Deval is one of those again yeah. one of those actresses. If she's in it, I'm watching it. That's Josh Hartnett that as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I I watched that and I was it is a perfect sci-fi film. Yeah. And then I watched the documentary about Betty White, first lady of television. Um, and then I went a bit of a kick because of all the announcements. So um, this week I've watched Muriel's Wedding. Silly Queen of the Desert, Miss Congeniality, The Martian, and Summer of Sam, just because they have Abba in the... Uh... Some great films there, actually. Miss Congeniality, mate. Yeah, you, you know love that, don't you? <laughs> no, well, I don't like to say anything about it. It's no. not my little, my little secret film, no. but uh, there you go. Yeah, I could be a Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Well, I've only watched... I haven't really watched a lot, mate. Been a bit busy. I've watched a film called The 800. Mm-hmm. Um, it's equal to 300 no unfortunately not no it's uh, like a Chinese Japanese war film you know when Japan invaded China and that Um, they always try and make the Chinese like comedic even in like a war film and I don't really get on with that so I only got 41 on that and then I watched a documentary about Justin Fashionu the footballer I mean it's sad that I hate John Fashion his brother he was a right he was a fucking arsehole to his yeah. brother anyway so I've got 71 on that okay. very touching um, very interesting yeah. yeah very complex character full story bro of <laughs> okay so thank you very much for that Adam right okay this is the next section this is the section that we have to call homework <laughs> There we go. So this is the next section, the section where we give each other films that we love and the other one hasn't seen in the hope of uncovering hidden gems. What did I get this week, mate? Gave you a film, mate. It's currently 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 12 
two hours, nine minutes long build as a biography crime drama with a synopsis of the true story of how the Boston Globe uncovered the massive scandal of child molestation and cover up within the local Catholic archdiocese, shaking the entire Catholic Church to its core. Starring Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton and Rachel McAdams. $20 million budget grossing 99 2015 Spotlight. You seen this one, Adam? No. No. I, I, I downloaded it and yeah. I had all intention of watching it before coming here and then right. I just didn't. Okay. The Aber um, so convinced me. Yeah, the Aber announcement <laughs> ruined it. An Oscar winner, I, I believe. Mm. Um, so it's an intriguing story, a story that probably needed to be told. Yep. Um, excellent cast. Michael Keaton, I do love Michael Keaton. Mm. Probably haven't watched enough. I tried watching, or I was thinking about watching Birdman. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that's quite good, but I haven't got round to it yet. Um, Mark Ruffalo, pretty good. Rachel McAdams, don't really like her, to be honest, but she was all right on this. And then John Slattery, Liv Schreiber was pretty good as well. Don't think they've done enough with his character, although mm-hmm. he, was, he was good when he was on screen. Um, I don't think there's a character you can latch on to, though. I think this is one of the main problems, is okay. that... There's not one character that you sort of can latch on to and follow all the way through. Um, Mark Ruffalo, I think they tried to sort of push him as to be the most interesting in what he was doing. But um, I didn't find anything that I could... It just seemed to like keep flitting from one thing to another and I never really got into it. Um, Stanley Tucci, actually, I forgot to mention. He was pretty good. Strong scenes with the interviews with the victims... Um, they they were sort of probably the strongest bits of the film, um, and the parts where they were investigating uh, were interesting enough. But I didn't feel like there was enough of it on screen, so I thought like that should have been the focus mm-hmm. was like the investigation when they went through, and it seemed to me to just not have that focus yeah. enough on those bits, and I thought it relied on the impact of the subject matter too much mm-hmm. it's like a pair of brown trousers i've got it's perfectly wearable in the right situation but it's never going to set the world alight yeah. um and i'm surprised that it won the oscar i can't remember what it was up against do you remember what it was up you. against no i think it was was it not the big did the big short win or was it up against it that in that year i, don't know, it might I can't remember year. i can't remember and if i suppose if it was the first film about investigative journalism then it would have been good yeah or a lot better, or fantastic, I've actually got written down. But in that regard, it does nothing that I haven't seen before. So I think I just, it was just like one of those paint-by-numbers films Mm -hmm. um, that I watched. Um, Without the standout characters and too many eureka moments, it's become a necessity story rather than something to seek out, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you think of it? I like it, mate. I find it quite tense. I thought Stanley Tucci was... Brilliant. He was good. I mean, when you say tense, I, I, well, it's the, it's, the, it's the moments when it clicks that actually they're onto something bigger, and they was thinking, or oh, there might be seven or eight, and then they think there's thirteen, yeah, and then they realise it's totally institutional, and it's that moment when they're looking through the books, and they're like, this is almost code, yeah, and yeah. then the numbers are racking up, and you start, especially the scene with the actual uh, priest who turns around and goes. Well, that yeah. one, yeah, yeah, I, I, I did molest him, yeah, yeah, that, one, like, that sorry. one, was a bit. And he's going, yeah, yeah, well, it's, it, I didn't get any enjoyment out of it. Yeah, oh. I mean that bit was what? a bit weird. I just got, I've got the feeling that they sort of are not saturated, but sort of condensed down and filtered down those bits by 
then saying, but we won't do anything about it now. We'll mm. wait for the bigger thing. And I think that those sort of like revelations just got watered down. Yeah. And it sort of like, that just seemed to plod along. If I it, think if, it's l stopping people from worming out and yeah, but it, like, Yeah, but it? if, the, I mean, but I suppose if there was like a moment where they went, yeah, yeah, we've got to go now. And then it was sort of like rushed it to the press and all that. I think it'd been a bit more exciting. I just got the fact that, or the feeling that it was just um, watering it all down. And it just sort of like plodded along. I'll say I'm surprised that it's a good film, but it's a bit too methodical. Um, and I didn't think the investigations were interesting enough. I've got 61. Okay. I'm quite surprised that it won the Oscar. Yeah. Although it is a film that probably everyone needs to watch once. Yeah. I would have thought. Yeah, so. I don't think there's a huge amount of rewatch value to it. But. No. no that's it kind of why I haven't watched it. It's yeah. Like, it's one of those ones that I like. I, I know that the subject matter is bad. Yeah. I'm kind of aware of that. Yeah. So when I watch it, I'm going to be like, right, I've watched that now. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult, I suppose, because like, you have a story about that sort of thing in the paper every week now, didn't you? Mm. I, not that I read the paper now, but I mean, in the news, sort of like every week. So I suppose it's not it's not got as hard-hitting as it I was. I suppose it was just the global hit yeah, of it, it was. wasn't it? It's, yeah. it's similar to like the pandemic. You hear of a little sort of area of people having norovirus, and then suddenly if the whole world had it, you think, shit, this is serious. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that it was uncovered country to country to country and even some of the bits in the end where it said where they had found people guilty in that were in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was global. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Like I say, it does need to be, uh, it did need to be made. Mm. It probably needs to be watched once. Yeah. So I gave you, mate, a 1969 film directed by Dennis Hopper starring Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper and Jack Nicholson. Running time of 96 minutes, budget of $400,000, taking 60 million at the box office, 7.3 on IMDb, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a synopsis of two bikers head from LA to New Orleans through the open country and desert lands. And along the way, they meet a man who bridges a counterculture gap of which they have been unaware. I gave you 1969's Easy Rider. Mm. One you've seen, Adam? So I watched this one definitely when I was at college because we had to watch it for a thing there. And then I've napped through it twice this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get it. And it's one of, I think it's because I'd, I'd already seen it and I was like, I'm... It doesn't click for me. Yeah. There's uh, there's something about it, and I I watch it knowing that everyone thinks it's a classic. It's a, one of those. It's got some really great bits in it. I napped for it twice this week. Yeah. See, I quite enjoyed the ride. I quite enjoyed being with them. I like that sort of aspect of it, but it is a bit strange, and it took me a while to actually gel with the characters. I didn't feel like the two main characters, or certain until halfway through the film, I didn't feel the two main characters had enough about them for me to actually gel with them and feel like I was on the ride with them. I felt like I was voyeuristic watching it rather than being part of it. On the periphery. Yeah. I waited a long time for Jack Nicholson to turn up and then I just found him a bit too manic for the film. Right. I don't think he bedded in with it. Um, apparently Dennis Hoppus was a bit of a handful during the filming of this. They tried to get him sacked or whatever. <laughs> so he was a bit... That's it. But I thought his character was actually quite subdued. But I actually found Nicholson too much. Right. Um, I don't know what this Nick, Nick, Nick thing was about. Uh, it's not a comedy film. <laughs> I, did, I just didn't get it. I used just a bit. But apparently there weren't much of a script when they made it. They just kind of went along with it and added bits. And I think that shows. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they've hid it very well. Um, but I did find myself appreciating how they have made the film. Um, it's a lot, a lot of the road journeys and I was imagining them having to do that type of filming 
I mean, what year was this? 69, 67, yeah. Yeah, 69. 69 yeah. How they did all that, because now it's a piece of piss, isn't it? You just, just you send a drone along next to it, but I could just imagine them actually doing a convoy and filming all the bits they were filming. And I thought it was quite impressive what they got, considering what a shit show it sounded like they was actually filming. It made a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. $400,000 budget made $60 million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know I'm, I mean? I'm sure, like Adam says, people see this as a classic. Mm. I'm not quite there yet. Um, hated the choppy editing at the start. I was doing my Sweden. I was like, please stop it. Um, and they seemed to realise halfway through the film that frame-to-frame -frame editing is not good. And it was awful. I thought it was funny that um, they had, had all the bikes nicked before they finished filming the film. And then they had to film the campfire scene without any bikes. <laughs> um, and people make a lot about this scene. It's like a real iconic scene. Apparently they smoked 150 joints while they were doing it. I didn't get it. I didn't find much out of the scene that I actually gave a shit about. It was mm. fine. The beating was quite brutal when it happened. It happened fast and I didn't see it coming quite as severe as it did. But what I did think it did a good job of showing how people have always feared what is different, um, be it like sexuality, sex, race, colour, anything. These guys didn't conform, so they got the same treatment and got ostracised for just being who they were and who they wanted to be. And it made me angry, actually, because by the time I bonded with them and then they was being sort of treated, I was getting a bit angry, thinking, oh, piss off, they're, they're fine, and doing no harm, apart from drug smuggling, but we'll forget that. LSD bit was a bit fucked up. Yeah. Apparently they'd fucked the film accidentally um, <laughs> during it. The One of the film cans got exposed. Right. So they actually ran with it and it worked quite well. But it was mental, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a bit strange. Soundtrack was brilliant, though. Yeah. Uh, one of, apparently one of the earliest films to take the approach of actually using songs rather than a score. Um, and I thought it worked well. Shock ending. Have you seen, uh, do you remember the ending? I'm struggling to remember how it ends. They both die. I didn't see it coming. They get shot by the local. Spoilers alert! Um, now you've heard it, but nineteen sixty nine guys. Yeah, there, there, there was a cute, there was a sort of a clue in the editing where they showed the bike burning, but I didn't think it would quite go to that, and it was a bit chaotic at the end. But so was the rest of the film, so why not? I thought it was quite enjoyable, mate. Just ultimately, ultimately pointless. Okay. On the ride, basically <laughs> nothing. I mean, it sounds like the way you've described it, and if you were to put that next to Thelma and Louise, is it yeah. exactly the same film? Yeah, yeah, it, it has got that road trip element they both die at the end <laughs> nothing really happens I've got 62 okay there we go I've got that thing with Adam I don't think it's clicking with me right um, I think part of me would like to rewatch it but I think I might take a nap too if I did <laughs> it's, it's not grabbed me and okay. I've not thought about it months since I watched it okay alright so what you got for me this week Got you a classic, mate. An absolute classic. Currently 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. is a 15, one hour, 50 minutes build as a drama horror mystery. With a synopsis of a married couple grieving the recent death of their young daughter are in Venice when they encounter two elderly sisters, one of whom is psychic and brings a warning from beyond. Starring Julie Christie, Donald Sutherland and Hilary Mason. I haven't got any figures because I obviously forgot to do it, but this was 1973's Don't Look Now. <laughs> 
Oh dear! At least it's not uh, not another. I think it was Filmbusters and Jamie Russell thought a lot of this one, mate. Mm. Be interested to hear yeah, what. It's you one of think. my favourites. I yeah? absolutely love this. Mm. There we go. Intriguing. So I mean, I've got you a film that's probably roughly the same, I think, mate. So I'm giving you a 2014 film directed by Kyle Roach Turner, starring Joy Gallagher, Bianca Bradley, Leon Burchill, Keith Agius, Beren Schwartz, and Luke McKenzie. Running time of 98 minutes, a budget of $1.4 million. I don't have a box office, probably about a fiver, if I'm honest. 6.2 on IMDb, 82% of Rotten Tomatoes. With a synopsis of, a talented mechanic prepares to battle his way through hordes of flesh-eating monsters after his sister is kidnapped on the eve of a zombie apocalypse. I'm giving you 2014's Wormwood, Road of the Dead. Right. Okay. So a future classic <laughs> might be then, yeah? Yeah. 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 Cool. Right. <laughs> I tell you what, mate. I like the sound of the running time. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You'll like it. You'll yeah. like it. Definitely. It's a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. So next week's May. Yes, mate. What's going on? What have you booked? What's going on? We're doing a special. We've got Ian McIntyre coming down. We have. So join us in the shed. We have. Um, to talk Rise of the Foot Soldier. We have. Yeah. That he had uh, quite a bit to do with. Yeah. Yeah, very, very involved. New ones out uh, uh, tomorrow um, as well, I think. Yeah, he's director, he's producer, he's an actor. Actor. He's the main man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All around lovely gentleman. Yeah, he yeah. is indeed. So we're really looking forward to um, to having Ian on. Yeah. All right. Okay. Do you want to reiterate, mate, how people can get us on social media? Absolutely. They can get us on Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. Come. Excellent. Adam, thank you very much for coming in and choosing a film and doing all the question and everything. Yeah, it's and, my uh, pleasure being here. And Pulling giving up your your sort of yearly leave. Like you get a week off to enjoy yourself and spend yeah, no, it with us two morons. Could have, gone to, could have gone anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, and spend it with us two morons. And you also pulled Mark up about Suicide Squad. I think Suicide Squad was a little bit better than Mark said, you know what I mean? But he doesn't really look like a... Well, he does actually look like a comic book person, doesn't he? <laughs> But you'd be surprised. You know, it's fuck all about them. Sorry. I, I think the mistake the film made was that it just assumed that everyone going into it was going to know all the characters, so it didn't matter if they introduced them. Yeah. Not not introducing the characters was a big problem. Yeah. But for those of us that love them, that film was that was I, I was I really enjoyed. The I'm ride. glad someone's enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, Good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So thank you very much, Adam. Thank you indeed for that. So uh, you finished, mate. I think so, mate. Okay, then. So say goodbye then, Mark. Goodbye then, Mark. Say goodbye then, Adam. Goodbye then, Adam. See you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Thought of um, vomiting octopus for six pounds this week, mate. Not bad for six quid. <sighs> shit, isn't it? Look at that shit, isn't it? <laughs> Just edit your bit out. Got a laugh. <laughs> Shall I? I've got four here to choose from, and that's the best I could choose. <laughs> What's it? Do you oh, want me to just like do a loop of Adam's laughing? Yeah, uh, please. Yeah. please don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh.